Welcome to the Life Central Podcast, the podcast where we answer the big and the not so big questions as we seek to go deeper and wider in our journey with Jesus. Each episode, we'll be joined by a host of special guests who will speak life and wisdom into the topics that really matter. I'm your host, Debs Brennan, and on this episode of the Life Central Podcast, I have a chat with Andy, Boller, and Vicky as we discuss the question, how do I parent through Halloween? So wherever and however you're tuning in, we're so glad that you could join us. This is the Life Central Podcast. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of our New Look podcast. I cannot tell you how excited I am about it and all that God is going to do through it. We really want this podcast to be a place that helps us all grow and mature in our relationships with Jesus. And to do that, we'll be having some very real, honest and life-giving conversations alongside some very special guests. And occasionally, we'll be hearing stories of how Jesus has impacted the lives of the people who call Life Central home in special testimony episodes. You do not want to miss them. So we're kicking off our very first episode by discussing the question, how do I parent through Halloween? And with Halloween right around the corner, we thought it was a really appropriate time to address this important question. We seem to be bombarded by so, from so many angles, the scary movies on TV, the adverts, the decorations, the shop displays, and all of the events and parties. And I don't know about you, but I have a really hard time knowing what to do with it all. So around the podcast table with me today, I have some wonderful guests who are going to help me unpack this morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. <laughs> I am so glad that you are here with me and I do not have to talk about this question alone. Uh, so joining me today, I've got Andy, Bollett and Vicky. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves to all of our lovely listeners, maybe tell them a little bit about yourselves uh, and about any children that you have. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here today. My name is Bola. I'm a social worker and I'm married. I've got three children and they're aged 19 is the oldest is a boy. Uh, and then I've got 16, a girl and 12, a girl as well. Oh, nice, nice variety. Yeah. Nice variety of ages as well. That's lovely. Right, I'm Andy. Uh, I'm the executive pastor of the church, which sounds very fancy. Uh, it's not really. I do all the jobs that Leon doesn't want to do. It's basically my job. Um, and uh, I've got two kids, uh, adopted kids, uh, who are five and seven. That's lovely. Hi, uh, my name's Vicky. Uh, I work for Charity Phase Trust. My role there is family intervention, so work with families and parents, supporting them in any way that they need it. Um, but I'm also a mum. I have two boys, uh, one who's 11 and one who's eight. That's so great. I'm so glad all of you are here with me. Thank also, you. it's just nice to have a real variety of ages as well. Um, as well around the table with me. Um, I'm Debs, um, I'm the host of the podcast uh, today and I uh, welcomed a little boy last year with my husband Tim um, and he is 15 months old, 16 months old. So this episode's really important for me because I'm very much in a place where I'm having to think about how I want to raise Halloween with him and how do I talk about it and what words do I use and how do I make it appropriate for him and what do we what boundaries do we want to set as parents so um it could not have come at a better time to be quite honest with you um but before we get started properly I do have a very extremely important question to ask each of you and that question is if you could eat one meal every day 
for the rest of your life, what would it be? And most importantly, why? Because I think you can learn quite a lot about a person by the meal they'd eat. So I've been thinking about this a lot. <laughs> this is the thing I've prepared the most for this podcast. I'm going chicken enchiladas. Ooh. So for me, it's got it's got bread in there because you've got tortilla wraps. Yeah. It's got some chicken, obviously. Veg, cheese, and I love spice. And so you can... Surely you can vary the levels of spice. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like breakfast enchiladas won't have much spice, but then in the evening, do you know what I mean? Layer on the chilli powder. Like for me, chicken enchiladas, <laughs> melted cheese on top. It's nice. incredible. I love that. You really, really have thought about I'm that really so much. It wow. It's not just a silly question. I'm taking this podcast seriously. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Bala, what about you? I think I'll go for... Um, it's an African dish and it's called jollof rice. And with jollof rice, you can add everything. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't go into details like Andy has with his own. But with jollof rice, you can add your meat, you can add everything. And it's got rice. And rice is one of my favorite meals. Mm-hmm. And with rice, because it's a very versatile dish, everyone, wherever I find myself, I can always find rice. So that's it about me. I had jollof rice once in the Gambia. And the village that we were visiting, they made an entire village worth of jollof rice. And yeah. we sat under a mango tree in yeah. the middle of the day and we oh, ate jollof wow. rice and fresh. It is oh, incredible. Wow. I'm very happy that you picked that one. <laughs> Vicky, what about you? Oh, well, mine's a bit of a classic. Roast dinner. Oh, that's mine. I love a roast oh, dinner. Yes, See, with that, the rest of your life, you've got everything there. Your meat, yeah. veg, potatoes, yeah, gravy, yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, yeah. I love a roast dinner. I love my mum's roast dinner particularly. It's better than my own. Love it. I I would did pick roast dinner, particularly Tim's roast dinner. Um, it's incredible, and uh, it it makes my soul very very happy. I I feel like I've really gotten to know all of you really quite deeply in that little bit of conversation. So I'm really glad about that. Um, okay, so I think it's time we started talking about why we're actually all here today properly. Um, and I thought we'd kick off the conversation by talking about why we wanted to talk about Halloween for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the origins of Halloween, how it's mm-hmm. evolved and changed and uh, what makes it difficult when we're raising children. Like what, what is difficult about, about Halloween? Um, so I don't know if someone wants to come in and just kind of share a little bit of it. Well, I think, I think it's really important to um, acknowledge people who might be listening who were going, what do you mean there's a problem with Halloween? Mm. Like, I never even thought about it. Maybe you were tuning in going, oh, I might pick up some good party tips <laughs> and stuff like that. And uh, we put a thing out on, on our online community yesterday mm. and someone commented saying in the 21st century, I think Halloween is really seen by most just as an excuse to wear silly clothes and eat too many sweets. Mm. Uh, and it is, it do you is. know what I mean? It, mm. it really is. And they're not wrong. There's loads of bits to Halloween that are yeah. just a bit of fun. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong about a pumpkin. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with getting dressed up. There's nothing wrong with giving sweets out. And we're not here to say, if you, you, you know, if you celebrate Halloween, you're going to burn in hell. That is not the con- mm-hmm. conversation that we're having today. What what we want to talk about, really, is the is the darker side to Halloween uh, and the stuff that, you know, as it goes deeper in, uh, into it, there's a lot of stuff that is 
harmful. And so it's not we're not sitting here to to have a go to make people mm. feel judged or guilty. That is not the mm. conversation. There is a there is a deeper, darker side to Halloween that I think a lot of people aren't aren't aware yeah. of. And yeah. so we just want to be helpful, provide some helpful content, background, and some mm. helpful tools to to navigate that. Because I think a lot of parents whether you're a Christian or not, will say actually the, the trick-or-treater and the, and the dressing up side of things isn't, isn't, there's not much wrong with that. It's, it's a bit of fun, but a lot of parents don't realise the kind of more dark nature that can be behind some of the Halloween stuff and as it progresses into adulthood, what, yeah. what that can lead to. So that's, that's some of the background of why, why we're doing this and what we want to talk about today. Um, and so I'm really intrigued to know, what were all of your experiences with Halloween growing up and your understanding of Halloween, things you did or you didn't do? Vicky? Um, yeah, we didn't really do much um, in my family growing up as a child. Is, is that what you mean? Like, yeah. From a yeah, history perspective. Um, yeah, we very much didn't, yeah, didn't do anything. We would turn all the lights off, shut all the curtains. We didn't want anyone to knock on the door, <laughs> yeah. hide, pretend we weren't in, that kind of thing. Um, but the church I went to growing up did do like an alternative party, which was fun for the, you know, for the kids at the church that I grew up with. So, yeah, that's pretty much my experience of it. I think it's very, very interesting that you're talking about childhood and Halloween and we can just assume that everyone has heard that word before. Mm. I never heard of Halloween I grew up in Nigeria and the only idea of Halloween that I knew was watching it on TV and I thought it was like a myth. It was like a Friday the 13th kind of thing. So I didn't even know that it existed until I came here. And I saw people knocking on doors with funny looking faces. It really frightened me at first. And then I had to ask people and they would explain and then my kids went to school and that was really, really difficult. So I think this podcast is really nice and it's timely Mm. for us to kind of look at what people's experiences was Mm. back then. I never knew anything about it until I came here. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Andy, what about you? Yeah, I mean, mine was similar to Vicky. I was just remembering um, that in Liverpool, the night before Halloween is called Mizzy Night. Which is mischief night. Okay. And so basically, when you were a teenager, you would graduate from trick or treating mm. into mischief night. And Mizzy Night was basically you run around and egg people's houses and get up to mischief. And it was like notorious, mm. but it's n- I've never known it anywhere else. No. Um, but I was, that was just like a memory that came back ah, to me. Yeah. Yeah, of night and being yeah. like, fine, not celebrating Halloween because my yeah. family used to do yeah. what your family did, Vicky. Mm. But I was always gutted not to be able to go out on Mizzy <laughs> Night. And my dad would be like, you're not going out. And so I put out a fourth eggs. Interesting. Um, yeah, so I, I grew up, my mum didn't like Halloween and so just by extension neither did I really. We, we sat in the back of the house, the lights were off, kind of pretending no one's in. Like I'm the kind of person that watches Doctor Who behind a cushion. Yeah. So the idea of anything remotely scary is just absolutely not for me. But I do remember going trick-or-treating, this before I became a Christian, uh, once when I was in year seven, but even then just feeling so unsettled by what I was doing and knocking on people's doors. And you don't know who it is. You don't know yeah. how vulnerable they yeah. are. Yeah. And I yeah. just felt so uneasy. And from that night, I just haven't engaged with it at all. Um, and so really, because I didn't do that, I hadn't really got a clue about the origins of Halloween at all. And it was really interesting as I was researching for the episode and just trying to find out some content really what the history behind it was and so my understanding and if anyone has any different ideas please correct me um was that it has its origins um kind of in Celtish tradition um and there was a a festival um called sewing um about summer's end and it involved sacrifices and offerings but it was basically to kind of celebrate 
celebrate the harvest and the incoming of winter. But there is a real belief in there being a thinner veil between the spiritual realm and our own. And then kind of in the 8th and the 9th century, um, things um, developed when the Catholic Church got involved and they dedicated a specific day, um, All Saints Day on November 1st. And so All Hallows Eve, which is now what we know as Halloween, was kind of like a shortened version of that. Um, But I did find a really interesting quote on, um, on the internet as I was researching that sewing sacrifices became Halloween's candy offerings and for me that kind of really struck a chord like this really does for me have roots in in the occult and um in pagan tradition yeah and it's really important to acknowledge that that we believe that that stuff exists Mm. like you know the the bible says that you know our battle isn't against flesh and blood but against the the dark spirits of this world Mm. paraphrasing it a little bit but like we we believe in 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 angels and demons we do we don't talk about it loads because it's and it's not appropriate to talk about much on a Sunday, mm. you know, and what we're trying to do as a church and who we are. But there, there is the the demonic that that is mm. is there, and so, um, you know, the thirty first of October, there's nothing significant about it. But what it what it celebrates and marks is is a celebration of of the demonic and and evil and darkness in the mm. world and and that's a thing and and, and so the, there is like we said earlier there is fun side but there is this this dark thing that we we do believe exists yeah. i think that that's what makes it so difficult because the costumes and the the treats they are really appealing to children mm. and something that looks so innocent really has the potential to not be I think it's interesting you said that because when I was reading up about Halloween as well and just kind of like checking different sources, I came across the Church of Satan and I know that that's very dark and I was like, I'm not reading through this. I'm just going to glance through it. But there was a statement there where someone had written, I think it was, um, I think it was an author that was kind of like doing her, her research and she'd said that Anton LaVey at the time had said that if you take part by dressing up or by coloring yourself and everything, you've given permission at that time for that one day that the devil can alter your identity. And I know that sounds really dark and we don't want to come from a place of judgment or we don't want to come from a place where people would feel really scared of doing something because we know that our father owns everything and we can do with everything how we want. But the Bible also says that not all things are lawful. You know, all things are lawful, but not all things edify God. Mm. So we need to be conscious about what we're taking part in. Mm. And I think that's why this podcast is important for us to be able to see through that in a very nice and, you know, way to help people make decisions by themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's about not giving the devil a foothold. And I think with Halloween, with it being a dedicated day, like there is a real chance that we we do let him have and give him a foothold. And how do you think, like, Halloween's changed because I feel like it's changed even from when I was little in the 90s like how do you guys think it's changed I think it's almost much more celebrated and more accepted now amongst you know for anybody I think um I mean when I was a child although it it happened and people did do trick-or-treating I think there's a lot more of it now Mm. um but I think people are more accepting of of those that don't celebrate it as well Mm. I know in you know where I live if someone doesn't put a pumpkin in the window then that person doesn't get knocked on the door do you know what I mean they don't get disturbed if they haven't put a pumpkin out yeah so I think yeah I think it has it has changed I think 
in some cultures and some countries it is more celebrated yeah. than in others you know yeah. Yeah. it's become more of a money-making thing hasn't it yeah. that's like, it yeah you know, that's christmas it. seems to start in september and halloween <laughs> yeah. starts in august <laughs> right yeah. like this year oh, i was shocked i was like <laughs> walking around b&m and wilco god rest their soul um, <laughs> uh, like, and they're in august and they've got all the halloween gear out and yeah. i'm like yeah. it's yeah. august like, yeah. i'm looking for a paddle pool here <laughs> yeah. and I get, like scary things jumping out right yeah. Yeah. 100 100 yeah. percent yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I like shops, Halloween shops, like dedicated Halloween shops. Now, mm-hmm. I don't remember those being a thing when I was yeah. little. Like, it just seems yeah. to just be bombarding us yeah. much more than it yeah. than it ever really did. And so really what I wanted to ask off the back of all of that was what makes it difficult with children, like Vicky and Bola, when your children were little, like, how was it difficult for you? Like, what bits did you find hard? I think for me, not knowing exactly what it was at first made it a bit more difficult because I didn't understand the dark side of it, oh, the occultic okay. side of it. So it was okay for my kids then. It was okay for us to hand out sweets. They didn't dress up. They didn't go out because I've always had this fear. This safeguarding thing has always been in me. Like, you're not going out with anybody mm-hmm. that I don't know of and things mm-hmm. like that. But as time erupt as things changed it became a bit more clearer to me and so I had to gently draw them in in terms of explaining in a non-weird way this is what we think this is so you have to not participate in it and I think because my children are really they they're not questioning they weren't at that stage where they were questioning so they just kind of like grew into not participating in it so it worked well but mm. we had to find alternatives and I think we'll talk about that yeah after. we will I'm really excited to talk about that <laughs> absolutely um Vicky what about you yeah I think it it is still quite difficult uh, my youngest yeah. he's eight even now he's like oh why don't we decorate our house why don't yeah. we do mm-hmm. this why yeah. can't we go and get yeah. sweets you know yeah. why is that yeah. bad <laughs> sweets yeah. are bad yeah. mm-hmm. um but we, you know, I've just explained, or me and my husband just explained to both the boys that um, for us, this is something we don't celebrate like everybody mm. else. Mm. And that's okay because mm. of what we believe. And, um, you know, we we still, yeah, do alternatives, but we'll we'll talk about that later. But it is mm. it is difficult, especially when all their friends are, yeah. are doing it. They don't yeah. really understand. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, yeah. I think, being honest but you know talking in a age-appropriate way with them to explain really yeah andy how are you finding it yeah it's tough um because our kids when they were in foster care did celebrate halloween Ooh. and so we come round, and we were like oh we've got a we've, we've got a tricky one here um, yeah. and i think similar we 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 talk about you know halloween celebrates the dark darkness in the world and mm-hmm. we we believe god is good and mm-hmm. you know we mm-hmm. we're children of light and mm-hmm. so we don't mm-hmm. celebrate that because it celebrates all mm-hmm. the all mm-hmm. the mean things in the mm-hmm. world and mm-hmm. so we're gonna we're gonna do something different and mm-hmm. do some you know alternatives that we'll talk about mm-hmm. um and i think not not making it such a big deal and so scary for them mm-hmm. like we try work really hard on that but um mm-hmm. And I think you know, Bola, what you said was absolutely right earlier. Um, and I think we've got to we've got to be safe in the knowledge that like Jesus is stronger than anything, yeah. you know. And you know, Jesus, all you have to do is speak the name of Jesus and demons yeah. flee. And right. so, yeah. and so, we don't have to run scared from it. We mm-hmm. don't have to, yeah. do you know what I mean? Ha- hide behind the toilet rolls in the mm-hmm. supermarket because mm-hmm. there's yeah. a scary face over yeah. there. Yeah. But it's acknowledging actually, we we walk with power, and, mm-hmm. and Jesus yeah. is powerful, yeah. and Jesus is good. And so, we want to celebrate yeah. light and love yeah. and who Jesus is. That's mm-hmm. that's the side we lean towards rather mm-hmm. than 
the whole Halloween is bad and awful, and blah, 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 which is mm. how I felt growing up. That was my mm. understanding of yeah. it. Yeah, was was uh, Halloween is evil, yeah. um, and it's not necessarily. It just celebrates and marks some things that we as Christians, if we're following Jesus, choose not to not to walk in. And so it, yeah. we try and lean that way with the kids. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, I, I'm having to enter a space now where I really have to consider my own convictions and my own boundaries. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've never really celebrated Halloween, as I've said, yeah. but now I've really got to start thinking about the specifics, which is why I'm so grateful to be part yeah. of this episode yeah. and just yeah. to be able for myself to come away with some new tools and some yeah. and some new tricks um, to to help us and hopefully to help you listeners too. Yeah. And I think for us as parents, we need to be bold in terms of mm-hmm. helping our children to make certain decisions. So let's even forget about the fact that, okay, this is maybe deeply steeped somewhere in occultism and mm-hmm. all of that. Let's start to think about the safeguarding, put on the cap of what could happen to your child out there without you right. knowing. And this is, we live now in the days and the culture where People do things, try things out. And there are people out there who would think, oh, under the shade of darkness, I can try this out. Mm. So I think when you've got that at the back of your mind, you would be thinking, how do I help Mm. my child to understand what's out there in the world? Right. It's not just about the demons. It's about the practical, (laughs) the practical practicalities of it as well. And I think this whole conversation really comes under the guise of is it wise yeah like what right. you just said yeah. there what yeah. we've been talking about it's yeah. like we're not saying it is wrong and the bible says thou shalt yeah. not celebrate yeah. halloween yeah. Yeah. We're, we're just posing the question given yeah. what we know yeah given yeah. the decisions that we've made yeah. about our lives yeah. mm. is it wise to celebrate mm. halloween is it wise mm. to be engaging with it because like we said right off the bat there's loads of it that is just harmless fun mm. but then there's this deeper side um that the bola was mentioning there that actually we've we've got a We've got to be wise, you know. The Bible says about um, live, live, live in the days that are wise. It's yeah. in Ephesians, and I've just misquoted it. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, I can't. It's not coming to my mind. But it, the Bible talks loads about wisdom. We did a whole yeah. series on it in the yeah. summer. <laughs> we did. Um, so we all know that kids ask loads of questions. I have not yet hit the part of parenting where Joshua says, "Why, why, why?" But it is <laughs> yeah. coming. Absolutely, thanks for the reminder. Um, so, children ask loads of questions. So, this section is all about how do we support parents, knowing what we know and knowing that it's a difficult time. How do we support our parents? How do we support our listeners to raise children who love Jesus and who have courage in their own convictions as well? I think early doors. You've got a know what you're trying to say if uh, just with loads of stuff with kids like if you're trying to figure out figure it out while you're answering their question then you're just going to get yourself in a muddle Uh, and I think you know get get on the same side as your spouse so figure it out together Mm. while they're in bed Mm, do you know what I mean while they're not about figure it out and agree this is how we're going to handle it what's some language that we can use um so that we're we're providing something helpful because if you just end up in a muddle when you're trying to answer it and figure out what you believe and what you want to do whilst you're answering it. So I would say do do some work, sit down, talk about it, get on the same page, mm-hmm. make sure you're in agreement and then provide a united front with some really good language that you can find together. I love that. Have you guys found the same sort of thing? Yeah, I think it is. It's making sure that you're both saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, otherwise it's mixed messages for, you know, for your children. They need to know that mum and dad are both on the same page with things. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, before, I think with anything, not just with Halloween, but with any yeah. <laughs> any difficult questions right. that kids ask about, you know, yeah. you've got to make sure that you know, I mean, they're always going to throw you with the odd question yeah. that you don't know yeah. and then you might have to go back to them and say, oh, no, I need to talk to you. Uh, <laughs> I need to talk about this and come back to you on that one, which is okay. If you don't yeah. know the answer, yeah. that's yeah. absolutely fine. But yeah, I think it is, it's knowing what you're going to say before you're going to say it and yeah. how you're going to say it, yeah. you know. I think I totally agree with you, Vicky, on that because... As a family, you would normally have your own culture, you have your own identity, you have the themes that runs within your family and helping your children to navigate that as early as possible is very important. So your children will understand the yeses in this home, these are the noes in this home, and this is what we do, this is what we don't do, and then helping them to explain it. Whilst they're still quite young, there's still a lot of distraction methods that you can use, but as they grow older, they're going to have that fear of missing out with their mates, and you'd have to really have the right language to help them justify why you're not doing something so it's always important for yourself to be really well versed in what you intend to share with them mm. know what you're saying to them why you're saying it to them mm. you have to believe in it in yourself mm. first before you right. can share it with them isn't it yeah I think so much of that is seeking God in the first instance isn't mm. it and going to mm-hmm. him and go God I really need your help you know yeah. I, I really yeah. need your guidance yeah. in this because I yeah. don't have the answers but I know that you do yeah um I really love the idea as well of like family conversations and just being really open and honest yep. with our kids, not shying away from it. Like this is not, like you said, this is not a scary issue, but it is a really important one. And we shouldn't, we shouldn't be shying away just because of the connotations that the day really holds. How do we, how do we talk then to our children about Halloween? I think this is the crux of the problem. Like how do we make it age appropriate? Like what do we do? How do we do it? I think um, for us it's just it's really simple language Mm. Um, with with our situation our boys have come to church and you know come to this church ever since they were born you know newborns in our arms so they're used to to you know to being in church to being you know Mm. out with with the kids provision and, and all of that so one of the things that that I you know that that we say me and my husband is um you know, I, I might say to my youngest, Jason, well, you know, we go to church, you know what we believe. We believe in, you know, in good and in, in mm-hmm. God and in light and in good things and positive things. Mm-hmm. And and we, for us as a family, we see that Halloween might not be celebrating some of those things. So we don't celebrate it, mm-hmm. but we can do some other things. You know, it's not, we're not anti-dressing up. We love dressing up. We're not anti-sweets, mm-hmm. you know, so we'll get some sweets in on that night and, you know, do other fun stuff um, and just explain it really simply. And most of the time they just say, oh, okay, (laughs) I get that, that's fine, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, we point out some of the things that they get scared at on TV Mm -hmm. or like, and say, do you remember remember that that thing where you you were scared and you came out the room because you couldn't watch the movie? Mm. That's what Halloween is is celebrating. And so we we don't want to give you more bad dreams, do you know what I mean? We don't want to do that to you. We want to stay away from that as much Mm. as possible. And we say all what Vicky says, but we kind of use some of the moments where they've been scared and say, Halloween is just more of that stuff. Do you right. want to be more scared? Yeah. We'll, we'll get you all the sweets and the dressing up and stuff like that. But like, we're not going to engage with that stuff because that's going to give you further bad dreams yeah. and things like that. Yeah, nice. And then we just emphasise on the issue of light. You know, God is light and so that's yeah. darkness and we don't want to get involved in it. And then we just kind of do something different Mm. we you know we help them to see something else that's beyond what is out there Mm. 
can I ask a question to you, Bola? Sorry, yeah. I'm just yeah, stealing no, your yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. How has it changed as your kids have become teenagers? Because I'm talking with younger kids. Yeah. Vicky's yeah. just yeah. about to go to high school. Yeah. Yeah. You've got teenagers. How's the conversation changed? I think because it's been sewn into their fabric of existence since they were younger, knowing that they can't involve with it. As they grew older, they start to understand why we were saying that. It's a bit difficult, though. With, with my older two, it was, you know, quite it was it was easy i would say because we used to go to an african church and with african churches it's clear there's black and there's white and they would tell you as it is without even thinking oh the, the children need some kind of language before they can no they would just say to you this is the devil's work and you're not allowed to <laughs> you know yeah. that and sort you don't of thing. mess with an african monster <laughs> but with tenny it's it's been a bit different because she's got quite a lot of different friends and her, her friends would want her to do it but tenny is terrified of blood anyway and thinks that you know it's just shady it's dark even an advert on TV, like Andy says, would scare her. And so we would use that to explain to her, this is what this is about. Yeah. So we're not allowed to participate in it. Jesus is, you know, is light and you're the light of the world. And so you have to help to make your light shine. And what we do, I know we're not talking about alternatives now, but I just can't help but share this. Last year... The Winter Halloween Festival. I think it coincided with the tribes, with cruise party or something on here. So she brought all her friends. Rather than them that's going trick or treating, she yeah. brought all her friends to church. Oh, yeah. Love and that. I think that's some of the things that we need to encourage our young mm. ones to do. Mm. Get them doing something different that yeah. involves the mm. light. I think with all these conversations as well, this is an incredible time to share the gospel with our children and for our yeah. children to share the gospel with other young people yeah, as well yeah, and it can be yeah. really powerful i love this quote that i found on the internet from a mum who said we tell our kids people are going to give out free candy they just hand it out and all we have to do is accept it just like the grace of jesus wow. <laughs> i love that <laughs> i love that <laughs> i was like what kid doesn't love candy yeah <laughs> i know that's amazing so what does halloween look like for all of your families like what does a typical halloween day look like for you guys I mean, the last couple of Halloweens have fallen on October half term, um, okay. which is meant we've we've just been away. But I think one of the things that uh, my wife gets the kids to do is like bake cakes and take them to people. Mm-hmm. So we don't go and knock on strangers' doors, but we go like people that we know next mm-hmm. door, and mm-hmm. rather than trick or treat, and we go treat or treating. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah. so I mean, I say we. I stay at home and watch the TV, and Laura <laughs> takes takes the kids out. <laughs> But we go and knock at the people's houses that we know and take them some cookies or some cakes um, and just bless them really and do mm. and do nice things because um, you know that's what Jesus did and yeah. so that's kind of how we mm. we engage with it and we get the kids to engage. Yeah, Jesus didn't shy away from these things, did he? He tackled them head on, and that's a real that's a real example for me because I think before this episode, I was really kind of considering how engaged or not I wanted to be. Do I just kind of like free from flee from the face of it and don't engage with it? at all mm. or do I use it as an opportunity to to, to preach the gospel and um, and share the gospel with my kids and I, I really do I feel really convicted having had this conversation that that's probably a really good way to go yeah. um, that we shouldn't be we shouldn't be fleeing from this but there is mm. so much good that could come from it yeah. um, and that we can tackle it in a different way yeah I think if time goes on and we all have different aspects in how to tackle it it will kind of help the children who are in our circle to find you know a theme around it mm. and something to do we we it's just a normal day in my house you know sometimes we do something fun sometimes we don't and we i usually buy sweets before so 
I think there was a time where there used to be bags from, I'm not sure what, the UCB, they used to send us like a, a, a little bag black with like treats um, and gospels and paper words for kids and colorings and things like that. And so when children come trick-or-treating in my house, we just give it to them. But because we don't put any pumpkin out, they people don't usually come knocking anyway anymore. But yeah. One of the one of the comments on the Facebook post was like, "That's what our streets like." If you know, if you don't have a pumpkin in your yeah. window, then people yeah. don't disturb you. And, and yeah. I think that is, I think that is a good thing. Like that, yeah. you know, that wasn't the case. Like if you didn't have a pumpkin out your house, your house got egged. You know, and I was yeah. little, so yeah. it is good that you know things are shifting in that way. And there are people yeah. that are respecting um, that not everyone does want to celebrate it, which I think is really good. Can I just say about pumpkins? Mm. Like we're not <laughs> anti pumpkins in our house. Yeah. Like we love to eat them. <laughs> Um, so what, you know, we, we, you know, last year we bought some pumpkins and we carved them, but we carved smiley faces in there yeah, okay. and yeah. nice things. So it yeah. was like still a nice activity for nice. the boys to do. Yeah. But, you know, not the scary faces like other people yeah, do, but yeah. smiley faces. And I know some people have said they'd do like a, a, cross, a cross in yeah. theirs and then put the light in and, yeah. you know, talking about light and the power of, mm. you know, that Jesus is the light of the mm. world and, yeah. you know, using that kind of pumpkin activity mm. to to talk about that, mm-hmm. to, yeah, to yeah. talk about that God is good and God is light and yeah. then putting your candle in and, and having that kind of conversation, which is what we, we've done. Mm. On uh, just to take Bola's idea further, I was just looking at my calendar. The base this year is on the 10th of November. Mm-hmm. And so talk to Sam, who's our kids' pastor, get some base invita- uh, flyers, invitations. So if you wanted to do Bola's idea, get some get some bags of sweets. Mm. Any kids that knock on your door say, here's some sweets and here's an invitation. Yeah, um, and, you know, giving it to the parents. Usually now parents are with the kids, aren't they, when, yeah, when they're trick-or-treating. They yeah. And saying I'm part of a great church. We do a great kids club. You guys will be really welcome. You'd love yeah, it. Yeah. I have no idea what the theme is uh, on the 10th of November. We could commit to something now. Just you know, tell Sam it's a, it's a space party. I don't know. Yeah. But whatever it is, get some, get some of those yeah. those flyers off Sam, yeah. and then you can dish yeah. them out. And let's yeah. let's make the 10th of November the the biggest space we've ever had because yeah. we've all engaged with it and, right. and given out the flyers. Yeah. I'm going to do that now. I've said said that on a podcast. Yeah, no, that it. sounds so good. I love that awesome. idea. And one of the people on the on the on the Facebook uh, conversation had said about how they attach Bible verses and they pre-plan them in advance and then they give them out with the sweets. So like they don't shy away from answering the door to people who knock on their door, but they really use it as an opportunity to to share the gospel with people who knock on their door. Um, so the base theme I've just had a look for November is a gaming party. Nice, love that. Um, so what I hear, what I'm hearing so much is that we're using this day as an opportunity to to witness to other people and to engage in the in the fun and the happiness that actually it can bring by being in community and letting friends play with their friends and dressing up and eating Halloween candy and things like that. Um, so maybe you guys hold your own parties um, if you're tuning in because that sounds like a great way to engage with with the people around you. Yeah, I went to loads of light parties as a kid. <laughs> getting dressed up and we've just had the dream team party glitter and glow haven't we yeah. Do you know, I went to loads of things like that on, mm. on Halloween which mm. like as a kid it really distracted me from oh I want to sit around and it gets you out the house as well so then right. when you you know we, we were like well at least we're not hiding behind the sofa when somebody knocks it's like we're actually out rather mm. than pretending to mm. be out um, so yeah I've, 
I think that's a great show to run your own parties. Um, I almost feel like I missed out as a kid, like not engaging with the like parties and things mm. like that. And because we were shut away in, in our house and actually how much safer might I have felt? Not that I felt unsafe in that sense, but that it would have just been so nice to, to spend time with other people. And I know some of the people who commented on the conversation were like, well, I don't want my kids to miss out, but I also mm. don't want to accidentally be celebrating Halloween at the mm. same time. And what's lovely from this conversation is that it sounds like there are so many positive ways that we can engage with this time of year without giving it the name of of what it what it really is and I had kind of come across a, a reel on social media really that looked at the question do we even need alternatives do we engage with it at all? Do we have to? I mean, I guess we've already answered that maybe yeah. by saying, you know what, it gives us a great opportunity to witness. But I did think it was a really interesting point of view that I hadn't really considered before. Like, could it just be a May the 3rd or, you know, an August 12th or whatever? You know? I think it'd be interesting to talk to somebody of another faith who doesn't celebrate Christmas. Right. And find out, how, how, do, you, how do you engage with Christmas? Mm. You don't... You don't right. celebrate it. What What do you do? You know, I mm. remember growing up there being people who would come out of the lesson mm-hmm. when you talked about Christmas because their family yeah. didn't believe in Christmas or <laughs> didn't celebrate it. I, I'd be really. Int- I haven't had those conversations, but I'd no, be really interested either. to find out what do you and your family do. Mm. Yeah, I think you know we. I think it's okay to say that we don't. We don't do this. We don't celebrate this. If that's what you want to do as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for for our boys, we've, you know, they've said, you know, all my friends do. And I'm like, well, that's okay. And encourage them not to be judgmental that, you know, we don't do that, but that's okay that you do. And and I think, you know, in our society now, they're growing up with loads of different cultures in their classes in school. So I think they, they just know that some things we do, some things we don't do, some things my friends do, like you say, some things they don't do, some of my friends celebrate Christmas, some don't, some mm-hmm. do Halloween, some don't. And mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's a lot more accepting now in, in classes because they're understanding the different religions and different right. cultures. Do you know, just a thought that's come to me that, like a few years ago, we connected with uh, the local mosque um, mm. and just, they came and visited us and we went and visited them. Oh, wow. It was kind of a faith leaders thing. Um, and we connected with them, we got to know the Amans a, a little bit and stuff, it was really nice. On Christmas Day, they turned up a church, like this Muslims who don't celebrate Christmas, with a Christmas gift for us as, wow. as a staff team. And I was blown away, because I was like, that's so yeah. wow. kind, yeah. do you know yeah. what I mean? And, and I think that it really taught me something there of like, you know, they, they knew that we were celebrating it, so they gave us us that gift. And so there's, there is opportunities to display the grace and kindness of mm, God, mm. even though we don't celebrate it and we don't mark it. Like, it's, there's a way to engage with it, like people from yeah. other faiths do. Yeah. yeah, I love that. We have a yeah. real opportunity to be an example, don't we? That's really yeah. good. I think the question you asked was, should there be an alternative why do we need one or not and I think it depends on your family whatever mm. you intend to do whatever works for you right. is I think that's that's the most important bit and the question you were asking is asking how maybe people feel when others are not celebrating or when other people are celebrating something for us as a family we've had friends who are Muslims and we would go to their house when they have Muslim festivals yeah. or they would come to us when we have Christmas because that's how my country is mm-hmm. 
But I think the most important thing is your children knowing where they're deeply rooted, knowing right, who amen. they are, yeah. knowing their identity, knowing that they're light. Mm. And the most important thing for them is not coming at it from a place of judgment. Yeah. Teaching their heart to show love mm. is very, very important, irrespective, mm. because that's what Jesus is all about, isn't yeah. it? He mm. was for the Jews, he was for the Gentiles. Mm. And so it's important for us to always imbibe that in our ways of teaching or parenting. Yeah. I think that's it for me. So if alternatives works for you that's fine if it doesn't then just go with the flow i love what you said bala about like making sure that our children understand the why and that they are deeply rooted yeah. um and i was reading i was reading a blog that was talking about using the principles of roman 14 to help us answer the question of do i engage with halloween how do i parent through halloween yeah. um and one of the really pertinent questions that stuck out to me was um would whatever we do cause my child to stumble spiritually yeah and I think yeah. that's really important that we do keep them re- deeply rooted because then yeah. we don't cause them to stumble. Yeah. And I think that that's yeah. really important. Yeah. And I think loads of this comes back to wis- the wisdom question. Yeah. I think, you know, more than 50% of the battle of helping yeah. kids to follow Jesus for the rest of their life is, mm-hmm. is equipping them to make wise yeah. decisions. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. that's why I think this whole conversation about Halloween is, is yeah. really rooted in wisdom. Right. Is given the decision. Given the decision that you have made about your life, that you've mm-hmm. chosen to follow Jesus, mm-hmm. given what we know about Halloween, given mm. about the given the decisions that we're making about our future, mm. do we think it's wise? Mm. Rather than just telling kids, do you know, we don't do this, da 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 da. It mean it probably means when they go off to uni, mm. they're not gonna understand that the why? the reasons why they've never yeah. celebrated it and yeah. they they'll engage with it. I'm more likely to try stuff out. Whereas if if you help them understand the why, right. if you help mm-hmm. them right. and equip them with the ability yeah. to make wise decisions, they're yeah. far more likely um to I yeah. think to follow Jesus for the rest of their life. Yeah. Not it's not a guarantee. No. Nothing's ever a guarantee. No. But I think uh, equipping them to, to make wise decisions is so key. Yeah. So. That's so, so good. What an incredible conversation that it's been this morning just to have with you guys just to speak some life and some wisdom into this topic I definitely feel like I'm leaving the episode understanding more and with a few more ideas than I, than I came into it with and I'm sure listeners that that will be the same with you as well so I think that's it our first episode is done. Awesome. <laughs> Romeo, done. Um, Andy, Bola, Vicky, um, it has been so good having you around the table with me. I've absolutely loved this conversation with you today. So thank you so much for coming and helping me some, speak some wisdom into this tricky subject. <laughs> awesome. Has that fallen on deaf ears? Isn't that terrible? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, right so thank you listeners for tuning in Um, you can find all the links to the resources we use today and our socials in the show notes coming soon we have the first of our testimony episodes it's going to be a really special conversation you do not want to miss it so I think all that's left to say is bye I think yes thank you for having us and bye (laughs) see you soon bye thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode then don't forget to like, review and subscribe to our podcast. Please, please share it as far and wide as you possibly can. Not only will it help our visibility, but more importantly, it will help us to share the good news of Jesus with our wider community. And if you have any suggestions of any questions or topics you would like us to cover in future episodes, then please get in touch with us on the Life Central socials. We'll see you soon for the very next episode of the Life Central podcast.